Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another Slotcast at WIBAFM.com and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us again today, Kevin Florick from Tellurian. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Sly. Thanks for having me on, and um, I'm really proud of a project that that we are working on here at Tellarian, and it's um, it's called Jeremy's Place, and it's named after um, a person who um, struggled and from addiction and mental illness, and um, his mother came to me a couple years ago and said, you know, I want to keep my son's memory alive and I want to help other people. And I said, well, I don't know if Tellarian can afford to do that. So if you can go out and raise some money, then to help offset the cost, I would um, be willing to consider it. And lo and behold, a couple years later, she shows up with um, a large check and a bunch of small checks. And she has made a dream come true. Um, with Jeremy's house, and with that, I am honored to introduce uh, Patty Lickworth, who is the mother of uh, Jeremy and Jeremy's house, which will be opening soon. So, Patty, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kevin. Well, Patty, before we go any further, let's pay proper tribute to your son. Tell us about him. Uh, my son, Jeremy. Um, he was a super fun guy. He liked to help people whenever he could. He enjoyed animals, nature. Unfortunately, he suffered from substance use disorder, and we lost his battle to the overdose before we could get him into the treatment. So he'd been sober for many years before his relapse, and when I started looking at some different resources and stuff, I thought, you know, a sober living home would have been the perfect way to get him back into the sober living it sometimes he struggled with that going back into the same routine of okay I'm sober but now I'm going back to the same lifestyle that I had before because he didn't have a place to go. Yeah, and and the and, and friends with bad habits who uh, are in denial themselves can only add to that problem, right? Right. So, how old was he when he passed away? Twenty six. Twenty six. So you lost him very young. Um, so the the whole notion is uh, Tellurian has a a home where girls uh, live in sober living. Uh, the, Kevin, the importance of keeping men and women in separate facilities in these houses. Why is that? There's there's needs um, that women have and men have, and there's um, early on in recovery we try to not um, you know encourage relationships so there's you know there's there's many clinical reasons and so we try to stay um we we try to keep it separate um but um we're again we're 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 really proud of this because one of the things that and we noticed in our people would come to us and stay with us for 30 days and they would you know see our psychiatrists and our medical director and their their master's degree counselor and their their life would be really getting smoothed out but then like Patty said, you go home, 
and what does your home look like? Number one, do you have a home? But number two is, do you have a safe and sober living environment? And a lot of times, folks do not. And then we see folks coming in and out and the revolving door. And this this program, Jeremy's Place, is, is a way to help that stop that revolving door and give folks that are really committed to to being sober a safe and secure place and a, and a nice place to live but with, you know, with dignity. And um, we are, um, we're really excited. And this is something that, again, we took upon ourselves, mostly Patty took upon herself. I shouldn't take much credit for this, but because Patty realized and, and Tolarian realizes that this is something above what our funding sources will pay for. It's, a, it's just not a covered service. But we believe that a so sober, clean, so safe and sober house with its clean and safe is a very important step into recovery. And Patty and her team have worked diligently to raise money to purchase this house, and um, we're very excited to add this to our continuum of care here at Tellerian. Patty, uh, when it comes to sober living, why why do you think that? a place like the home that you have named after your son and raised all this money. And we'll get into how you did that. Um, why do you think that would have helped your son? Because for me, especially with Jeremy, he was a very strong person and he struggled really hard. But when you have the right resources in place, so if you go back to your normal way of living, you're going to have the same type of friends. Your dealer is going to be right around the corner, a quick phone call or a text. If you're in a safe in sober living home, not only are you being held accountable for yourself, you have other people there, too, that are counting on you, and they help hold you, stay accountable. And the people there are fighting for the same type of freedom from the addiction and the mental health issues that you are. So you kind of join together, and then you kind of are, how do I want to put it, you're more able to be successful. There's less downfalls. And with the resources that Tlurian is going to have available to these young men in this house, it makes it a lot easier, too, because lots of times somebody gets out of a, you know, treatment, they go home, they don't even go to a meeting, or insurance runs out, they don't go to any more treatment, they don't have any support, they don't have the mentors. So the fact that they've got a whole family, I will call it, that will be rooting and supporting them, even in the sober living, it's going to give them a much better chance of staying sober, because it's a lifetime battle. You know, I think it's very hard for most people to get their arms around addiction, and mental health as a disease that needs to be treated holistically, that needs to be treated in many ways like any other disease. But because it's your brain, it, it's very hard for people to get their arms around. Would that be a fair statement? Absolutely. Um, but we know, you know, go to the AMA, American Medical Association, and uh, go to the DSM Diagnostic Code Book and it, mental illness and addiction is a chemical imbalance in the brain, and we know that it is not a choice. Just like you said, Sly, like we don't judge people if their cancer comes back, but we judge people if they relapse. And, and it's, it's really important for folks to understand that, that people like Jeremy um, had an issue that was uh, very hard to overcome and a lot of times it's life-threatening just like cancer and just like cancer you it can go into remission for weeks months or years and then it can also re, um, rear its ugly head and um, 
when folks hear that and they pay attention to the research, you know, it's, it's hopeful that people will begin to understand and have compassion for folks that are suffering out there in our um, in our country here in our right here in Dane County. You know, maybe it's just my illusion, but Patty, would it be safe to say that? Jeremy was a popular, talented kid who had a lot going for him in so many ways. Yes, he actually was. Um, a lot of times he was big into sports in high school, and that's actually how some of this started. He actually had a, quite a few concussions playing football and and had to go get put on some pain meds. And once the pain meds were done, that's when he turned to street drugs. So... It's not your typical, nobody asks to be an addict, and nobody grows up thinking that's what they're going to be. And if you look, addiction, mental health does not discriminate against anybody. It could be the neighbor down the street. It could be somebody that you think the CEO of a company or anybody. So it doesn't really pick any one specific type of person. It can go on, anybody can become addicted to anything and have mental issues. So. Well, that's very true, although just so many cases I've seen uh, that I, I read about, I read about about them in the obits, uh, young people that become addicted so often are sensitive and caring, and which it just makes it so much more difficult because uh, life is so fragile. It's just such a it's such a burden uh, to try to figure out how to handle this, and you're taking a huge step. So this is this is a home where. Six young men will live. How long will they live at, at Jeremy's house as they get back on their road to recovery? Sly, that's a kind of a case-by-case, case, um, depending on what folks need. And we try that with, with all levels of care at Tillerian is look at it on a case-by-case case basis. Um, might be a few months, and it might be a few years, and we you know, will monitor it, which What's nice about this house is we will have a, um, a house dad who will keep an eye on things and make sure that everybody is clean and sober and following the rules and following curfew. And um, as I know, as you can imagine, Patty will be there <laughs> making sure that folks are following the rules and um, bringing some love and compassion to the house, too. So um, it will be um, we'll, we just monitor it with our experts and um Give people what they need. Patty, you going to run a tight ship? Oh, definitely. <laughs> with, with love and compassion, though. <laughs> uh, is your experience with your son, and I would imagine there were a lot of ups and downs, and it, it took its toll on you, but has that informed you in a way that you think you can, because you've been through that experience, that it will make it easier for you to see things in people and see what's going on with them that can detect possibilities when somebody might relapse or when somebody's in danger of relapsing? That's what I'm thinking, yes. I mean, by personal experience, I can bring what I learned. Um, I've also educating and working with a lot of other families, so I found out, like, what has worked, because obviously each person's journey is their own journey. So I've done a lot of research and talked to other people who have gone through the same thing that I have. I work with a over a thousand mothers um, and listen to their stories and listen to their concerns and whether it's somebody that they've lost their child or whether they currently have somebody in addiction, I've talked to them like, what do you think is going to work? Because I want to make sure I don't miss anything if I can. My main goal with this house 
for me personally is to make sure that I can save even one family from going through all the pain that our family went through. How did you raise all this money? A lot of fundraising and a lot of support from family and friends. Um, And actually, one of our, we've done like the silent auction, those types of things. We've done different types of restaurant things. Um, I've told my story and people have donated that way. Um, There was a foundation that was watching, I guess, for about a year and was watching how I was doing and what I was doing. And they came in with a big chunk, too. So just by doing me and trying to help other people, people saw that and they liked the idea too. So they supported me financially and they also support me emotionally. <laughs> I, I am guessing that you kind of feel like your son's spirit is guiding you. Very much so. There's been times where I was just like ready to give up once in a while. I had one week where I had lost three people had contacted me that I knew and they had lost their loved ones in one week from an overdose. And that hit hard. I was like, People are asking me for this house. I don't have it. So that was a really hard week for me because I knew what I wanted to do to try and help people, but it wasn't there yet. So the excitement has now changed to we've done it. And I always think Jeremy's always with me the entire way because even when he was having his own struggles, he'd help anybody and everybody that he could. And I want to make sure that I live to his way of living. I don't know if you've read the story, but Melissa Etheridge's son uh, just passed away from uh, an overdose and he had an injury. Uh, he was snowboarding, got an injury, pain pills, the same story as your son, Jeremy. Really interesting story of uh, Melissa Etheridge and what she's gone through losing an adult son in very similar circumstances. So this is something that happens to not just everyday people, but to celebrities. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't, I mean, it does not discriminate. It can happen to anybody. Uh, and Kevin, that's part of educating people. Kevin, uh, your experience with Chandra's house, it's been around a couple of years now, right? That's, this is the girls' facility. What have you learned? Uh, has it been successful? Yes, um, it has been successful. We've, we've um, had some bumps in the roads. We have found out that um, we lose money on programs like this at Tularian, that they're loss leaders, and, um, but it's so important to us that we beg and and plead for folks in the community to help because um, we just can't kick people to the curb. And when folks are, especially when they're really trying and they really want to stay clean and sober and they don't have a safe and sober place to live, we um, we don't kick them out. And um, But we roll up our sleeves and like Patty and we go beg and borrow and plead for um, financial support so these um, lovely souls can continue um, in the right direction. How do you determine who ends up in one of these homes, whether it be Jeremy's place or Chandra's place? How, how do you determine who is a good fit? Well, well the, these are smaller um, homes, so there's not a lot of people that, that live in there, uh, but the need is really great. And we go through a fairly extensive uh, screening process because we want to make sure that the people that are getting this gift, and and I definitely mean that, a gift of a, a beautiful home with you know food and clothing and donations and this gift, we want to make sure that they really want to um, 
be stay clean and sober and follow the rules. So we um, we we go through a pretty extensive assessment, and um, and even while they're there, we we do random drug testing and alcohol breathalyzers, and folks need to. Um, be willing and they have to have a job and they have to be engaged with treatment and they have to be, you know, if that means going to meetings or seeing their counselor. So it's not a place just to come and sit, but it's a place where you need to follow the rules and you need to be a proactive member um, of, of society. And um, if you're willing to do that, then, then we're willing to, to uh, make a, uh, uh, get you a bedroom here at one of these homes. Patty, for those listening, who have uh, teenage children or even children in their early 20s. What are things to watch out for when it comes to addiction, uh, whether it be with opioids or alcohol or some other drug, um, to watch out for uh, that that maybe your son or daughter is going down a wrong path? Some of the main things will be a complete personality change. Some of it might be simple where they just start to isolate themselves a little bit more, a change in friends, um, kind of the change in the circumstances. If they were great at going to school and all of a sudden you're getting notified that they're missing school. Sometimes it could just be the same thing like if they have a job and all of a sudden they lose their job. If their interests change to where they're more, you know, solitude and keep to themselves, that's a good sign that something's going on. doesn't necessarily always mean it is related to addiction, but it's a way that that's kind of like the open gate. So if somebody starts to struggle or if you notice that they're depressed or they're sad or they don't want to talk, and some kids don't talk, but, I mean, it's always an opportunity to try. If you just watch and you see subtle changes, then it's something to talk about. It should be an open conversation. Kevin, have we had much uh, luck over the last, uh, say, five years now that there's more awareness about sports injuries and doctors handing out opioids like candy? Uh, that the doctors are being more cautious in getting kids started on painkillers. Yeah, there's there's obviously been a um, swing back in the other direction where, like you said, doctors aren't just passing them out like candy. However, um, there still is a major need of um, mental health and addiction treatment, and especially now with with COVID and the rates of alcohol consumption, drug consumption, homelessness and mental illness are at an all-time high because of all the stress and that's going on right now with, with the pandemic and programs like this are needed now more than ever in our community because the, the need is so great. If people want to specifically dedicate their donation to Tellurian for Jeremy's Place, can they do that? Absolutely. Um, you can go online at tellurian.org. That's T-E-L-L-U-R-I-A-N.org. Or you can even just call our main number at 222-7311 and, or mail a check to 5900 Monona Drive, Suite 300, Monona, Wisconsin, and put on the check Jeremy's Place or if it's um, Chandra's Place or... For, for you know the, the woman's house or any other of the Tellarian twenty some programs, then then you will know that the money will be going directly towards um, those specific programs. And especially with starting Jeremy's place right now, we are in, in need of financial support as we're buying beds and dressers and 
food and refrigerators and rehab and and hiring of staff to keep it you know to make sure that things are going well a house manager so um, all these things cost money for us to stay open and to get open so if folks can you know find it in their hearts to be um, be like Patty I mean if, if you listen to her story and taking a tragedy and and making a difference and saving people's lives is is such an inspiration to um, to be like Patty and to you know learn from people like her that because of her her hard work and dedication and passion to helping others um, she say helping save people's lives on a daily basis so I'm I'm really hopeful that people will you know be um, touched by her and inspired by her to help others and hopefully financially support Jeremy's house because uh, we are in need of financial support um, big time. So please give if you can. Patty, anything else you'd like to say? Just the fact that the number one thing that I tell families that I work with a lot is that there's hope. I know that every person's recovery and grief journey is a unique and individual journey. And no one can actually tell them how it's going to go, but they're not alone through this journey, and there is support and resources available. Jeremy's Place is one of them. And so I just want them to know, you know, you're not alone. Well, Madison owes you a great debt of gratitude for Mm -hmm. what you have done. Patty, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Patty, thank you. for You're an inspiration to to everybody, and your strength is um, incredible. Thank you. Patty Liquors, Kevin Florek, Tellurian, Jeremy's Place, thanks for coming on another slidecast here at WIBAFM.com and the iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.